morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January 11, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on all your uh, sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever it may be. Uh, save 20 bucks for some beers at the show. We might get you one most places nowadays. But anyways, we'll talk about that another day. Uh, we'll talk, well, oh, first off, let's uh, thank Blaze LeVay for joining me on the show yesterday on the Hey Blue podcast. Uh, we had a nice, a great talk about umpiring uh, across Canada, things that have to get done. We also talked about his days playing for, for Team Canada. He's a world champion and the like, and he uh, got himself a world championship, hit a big two-run home run that he uh, talked about against the U.S. years and years ago. And it's funny how you remember those things. It was a great shot with Blaze. Thank you very much. It'll be up later today. We got a clip that on uh, for the end of the show today that we'll uh, that we'll, we'll get get out there for you guys to preview and set, send out there to the masses. Anyways, uh, let's talk some hockey more specifically. The Edmonton Oilers and their little uh, set too all the time. It seems they uh, lost the other night six three. I think it was to the uh, lowly Los Angeles Kings, a team that that they have to push back and stand as they hope to make the playoffs. They have right now, things aren't good. They're 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10. But more uh, disturbingly, they're 10-11-2 at home. You have to make hay at home no matter what, no matter what league you're in, no matter what sport it is. You need home wins a lot. And to be under 500 at home, that's uh, one of the problems that you may have right off the bat. But this could be just a situation where they have a, a the January woes. Like I said, they 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 have enough enough scoring with the, the big two as always with McDavid and Drysdale. You gotta love those two hockey players. But when you you just have and you gotta say Hyman's chipped in a little bit here and there, and Nugent Hopkins doing what he's supposed to be doing. But they have a team that doesn't have any secondary scoring whatsoever or thirdary scoring whatsoever. Uh, the the loss of Patrick of oh, oh, not Patrick Kane, Evander Kane, the Kane twins. Evander Kane uh, is was a huge loss, not only because uh, he can put the puck in there a little bit, but team toughness, which the Oilers don't have. When you have uh, Jesse Pujarvi and, uh, and and the aforementioned Zach Hyman having to drop the gloves after big hits, which drives me nuts whenever it's a nice clean hit or a big hit, it's instantly a drop the gloves moment. I don't know why that's a thing, why it's, why it's been such a, a trend in the last 10 years or so, but I don't understand that why uh, a big hit has to turn into that. Is that the way minor hockey's taught? Is that the way it's taught uh, through, throughout uh, – junior hockey now i don't know it just seems to be an odd thing that if a guy gets his has his head down and gets himself uh look at the lights a little bit because he, he got railed um there shouldn't be an ensuing fight by a teammate i i get it i like teammates sticking out for each other absolutely but when, when a guy gets hit it should be okay but anyways let's get back to the oilers secondary scoring like i said is is gone they don't have the 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 defenseman that every every team wants to have every team says they need a defenseman they need a defenseman to do this i i like tyson berry uh he's not that next level guy but how many next level guys are there there isn't a whole bunch of kale mccars out there uh waiting to be picked out of the waiver wire or uh, up for trade everybody, everybody talks about that jacob chikrin in in uh in phoenix with the arizona coyotes 
he hasn't played and how good could he possibly be right now? Who knows, but injuries and the like, he hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his career, but that, that, that's not the thing. I don't think, I think the biggest thing is they, they can't keep the puck out of their net there in Edmonton. I was completely wrong about Jack Campbell. I have a, I, I was wrong. I, I got tricked by his, uh, his performance last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was, it was very good with the Leafs last year, but that Leafs team also could put the puck in that at, at a pretty high pace. Um, they didn't have great goaltending. You look at the stats, maybe they, they weren't as good. My uh, father-in-law, Peter Michaelopoulos, he was actually the one who called it last year or, or, or in the offseason that losing uh, Campbell would, might, might have been a blessing for for the Leafs. And they, uh, they're they kind of having a, a much better much better go of things right now uh, in Toronto. They're not, I don't think they're winning anything. So it's not still not going to get by Tampa in the first round. That playoff system's got to change. That's ridiculous that the playoffs are already set and we're only January 11th and everybody knows who they're going to be playing pretty much. I hate it. Back to one to eight, two to seven and the like, not the way it is now. It's a, it's stupid. Bettman, please change that. But anyways, uh, you, you have that, you need that top four D man that like they say, but everybody needs that top four D man and the like. I mean, you look back at the, the 06, the 06 Oilers and Chris Pronger, uh, who got the Oilers to the finals. Second last time a Canadian team's been in the finals, I think we you, you, you go back there. Um, but Pronger was the guy single-handedly got the Oilers to that situation where they were. Uh, you look at McCarr last year with Colorado. He was the guy who put it all together. Yeah, you have you have McKinnon and the like on that team that was uh, doing doing some amazing things. But it was Kale McCarr and that deep that defensive core that's that's happening. But the problem you got in in Edmonton, I think I think is team toughness. Like I said, Puliyarvi shouldn't be fighting. Zach Hyman shouldn't be fighting. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think fighting is a major part of the game, but just that overall team toughness where you're not getting pushed off the puck. And that's what seems to be happening with the Edmonton Oilers a lot. McDavid's obviously gritty. Dry is obviously gritty, but you can't expect those guys to be out there crashing and banging the like they're, they're there to put uh, the puck in the net. You don't have that uh, second and third line crash and bang, dump and chase. Whether that's even a thing anymore, I don't know. It seems to be effective once in a while and it, it gets the the, the the juices flowing and the like. So I think that's something that's got to happen. Um, but one guy, like they, I was reading somewhere yesterday, I can't remember where it was, a guy that uh, he's, he's injured right now, but a guy like Kyler uh, Yamamoto, I think it is uh, when he starts talking with the, they need more team toughness. You better shut your mouth, kid, because you are five foot eight, 160 pounds. If you need team toughness, you'll be out of the league right away. So you, you're not allowed to talk about this situation whatsoever. You don't have any toughness whatsoever. You put up what four points this year, four goals. Yeah. You've been injured, but you're not the guy. Goaltending is a major problem in Edmonton, obviously with Campbell, Stuart Skinner. He's uh, he's been he's uh, going home, which I, I find I might be in the major minority in this one, but he's going home for a few days for the birth of his first child. Uh, I don't know how much I like this. I'm probably going to get scolded and burned a little bit online for this one, but I don't think that you should be going home for the birth of your child. Get that scheduled for when, you, for when you're on a home you're on a on a home stand or whatever it may be. I think it's uh, kind of ridiculous that a guy. You're blessed to play in the National Hockey League. You're blessed to play in the Major Leagues of Baseball or the NBA or the NFL or whatever it may be. Uh, get that schedule. Get it different because I do think that these guys, uh, that their wives like the paychecks and the like, and your team needs you. It's a, it's a business, and you could be out of the league before you know it. Eventually, you just run out of games, man. And playing those games might might be the difference between uh, a longer career, a playoff run for your team, getting in the playoffs for your team, and it, it's still a business and, 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 and the like. And when uh, your bosses are giving 
giving you the amount of money that they're giving you to play to play a sport. It's not a game. It's a sport because it's it's a business. Uh, I think you should be on the road with your teammates and get that get that pregnancy and get that birth uh, rescheduled. Uh, there's always a way. I I don't like it. I, I think that they're they're like I said they they like their paychecks. Their their wives like the paychecks and the like. I'm not saying that. Um, it's that sports is everything, but I do think that there are, there, there are times and there are things. I mean, what's he going to, what is he going to deliver the baby? Is Skinner delivering the baby? What's he going to do? Help her breathe, get someone else to do all that stuff. I've never been in, in a, I've never been in, in a, uh, a hospital when, when the birth birth happens, but that that's just my opinion. Um, you know, you, you, th- you think you, uh, that's my opinion. Don't add anybody else. It's just me. That's my opinion about uh, athletes and their wives when it's, when it's time to have their, 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 their children. Good. Done. Anyways, it was you were thinking this year that the Edmonton Oilers might make that that next leap to be the first team since the uh, 07 Ottawa Senators to maybe get to the finals. You think that that to Toronto might do it, but Toronto they haven't won a round since 04. Uh, so a, a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup this year, I don't think is going to happen. If you go through the uh, if you go coast to coast, I don't think you're going to have a Canadian team in the finals this year. Just the way things kind of roll, uh, Toronto might get there. With it, but they got they got to win that one round because they they're, they're going to have Tampa in the first round. That's going to be tough. And then Boston doesn't seem to want to lose. It's it's crazy. Vancouver, uh, take a, a line out of Jim from Fan in the Van podcast. He says uh, Cleveland's going to Cleveland. Well, so it's turning into Van's going to Van in uh, Vancouver because the Vancouver Canucks jumped to an early three nothing lead last night. I was watching that game as I was doing some show prep for. Uh, different podcasts we're doing later on this week and uh sure as shit they blew it and it was uh unbelievable so you, you're going to have to be pretty hard tough to uh or hard pressed for a Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup this year and, or even get to the finals it's unbelievable how long this drought's gone on and you just wonder how when's it ever going to stop and then you look back get off this Oilers thing in a second here but you look back on this uh this Oilers team maybe they're just not that good uh, when it comes down to last year, when they got to the third round, which is a major accomplishment, you think they're going to do something. They ran into that eventual Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. If you think that Oilers team was good last year, you you, you get thinking a little bit uh, on the uh, the outside looking in. They barely got by a very weak um, Los Angeles team in the, in the first round. Went went seven games, and then they managed to beat a Calgary team that had basically Brent Radlinski trying to stop pucks in there with Markstrom who had a terrible playoff last year. He, he was just worse than, than Smith was. So that, uh, that full third round that they got to last year, uh, kind of put, uh, some lipstick on a, on a pig that a team that wasn't that good. So maybe Kenny Holland hasn't put together a team surrounding, uh, surrounding dry style and McDavid anyway. So it's kind of a, a funny thing. You look, you look at a team that was a third round playoff team and everybody's thinking that, that this is the year to do it. You look at those two teams, they beat, they weren't that good. So maybe they were just fortunate to, to have the matchups. They did. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's an odd thing, but Stanley cup champion, the Stanley cup is not coming back to Canada this year, in my opinion, uh, hasn't been here since 1993 when uh, Patrick Roy and the Montreal Canadiens got one uh, out of uh, the Wayne Gretzky-led Los Angeles Kings. Anyways, hopefully the Oilers can can pull some, put something together and make a bit of a run, make a trade here or there, and find that D-man they want. Maybe they should try to convince Duncan Keith to come out of retirement because he was a hell of a player. But, that you know, I like that trade that they got him 10 years ago or that free agent signing would have been 10 years and he was with Chicago would have been a lot better. Anyways, Happy birthday to ex-Calgary Flame Ronnie Stern, who turns 56 years of age today. He's a tough son of a gun, that one. Drafted in the fourth round by Vancouver in 86. Shipped to Calgary 1990-91. Seven seasons with the Flames before finishing career with the San Jose Shark. Heck of a tough player. Good interview. Good funny guy. Uh, 2,077 penalty minutes in 638 games. 
That's a lot. That's the team toughness you need. That kind of guy. He was a heck of a player with the Flames. I, I like Ronnie Stern. He didn't put up a bunch of points, but man, oh man, you could count on him to uh, go out and do some damage. And on this day in 1973, the American League adopted the DH rule. Uh, the American League would be the only league of the two, obviously the National League in Major League Baseball, to have the DH. With the Universal DH was adopted last year, 2022. The National League was actually the only league in baseball. If you look at everything else, the minor leagues, college, everywhere else, uh, the National League was the only one to not have a DH. The DH is even in, in American Legion now. Uh, so for forever and ever, it was only a thing in the National League. And they, they were they were um, on their own on that. But I, I quite like the, D, the, the uh, DH all over baseball now. Um, that automatic out you had. And yes, they're talking about analytics and double switch and bunting and moving things over. And yes, smart people bunt. I know that. But I, I'd rather have a DH uh, in there hitting the ball around. And it extends a lot of guys' careers and gives them a chance to to do a little bit more uh, with with the bat. Like Edgar Martinez, did he even have a glove? Like let's be realistic here. He 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 was a DH for how long? He's in the Hall of Fame now because his DH career. Uh, like I said, I don't even think he, that guy had a glove. And you, you you wonder, and actually you wonder what kind of how much longer Tony Gwynn might have played if he wasn't in the National League and he could have just uh, not that he was playing a hard position or not that baseball is overly overly hard, but you just wonder. Anyways, that's my thoughts for this. Uh, Tuesday, oh, geez, what day? Wednesday morning, uh, January 11th, 2023. Anyways, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, watch our show, listen to our show, wherever it is you get your podcast, talk to people about our show, let's start spreading the good word. We've had a, a good month so far. We're not even halfway through. We're going to run pace for a record amount of listens and downloads and the like. And thanks for everybody who's been listening to the 1420 Sports Power Podcast, 1420 in the morning. Remember, everybody, it doesn't matter where you are, it's who you're with. You hit a two home run, two run home run in the sixth inning versus the USA. Uh, what was the pitch? Uh, where did you hit it? Did you get it all? And then second part of that question is when you ran around the bases, did you run around like you've done it before or were you jumping around like a grade nine girl a little bit? <laughs> uh, grade nine girl might be a little harsh. <laughs> uh, um, funny story is the, 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 the American pitcher was this guy named Kenny Henderson. He was the uh, number five overall draft pick and he could really bring it. Like, he was so well and, and there was a big article in the paper, you know, about the local paper about, oh, hey, this American guy. And, and it, frankly, it mentioned a few of them. And I think it kind of pissed us off a little bit because, is you know, we're kind of the home team and they're blowing this guy at his draft status and how he turned down a half a million dollars, you know, which is big at the time um, because he wanted to go and win this tournament. And um, so we had been down, like we got off to a terrible start and, and, uh, and, and, um, we kind of just chipped away, chipped away. They actually brought in the the current baseball Canada president, Jason Dixon, was the reliever who came in yeah. and uh, kind of held him at bay for I think I think five innings scoreless. He threw to give us a chance to kind of chip away at the lead and chip away, chip away. And and uh, Henderson sawed me off twice. To be honest, actually, my first couple at bats, he got me pretty good. And and I went up in that situation. And I thought, okay, he's not he's not getting me again. I'm, I literally was looking for a pitch fastball and there it came and I turned on it and, uh, you know, straight to left field. And, uh, yeah, I knew it was gone and, and, uh, it was a pretty good feeling, but I, I had a few choice words for him as I was around on the bases. That, that, <laughs> I love that. That coach, uh, let me hear about afterwards, but, um, you know, I, I definitely, uh, there was definitely some excitement and I probably did not run the bases like I had in any other home run. It was certainly more spring in my step than normal. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.